0: Devastation in a matter of moments, the roof of a local fire department ripped from the building and a community left unrecognizable to people who have lived there their entire lives. That was reality one month ago today in Mayfield, Kentucky, after deadly tornadoes ripped through multiple states, including right on top of their town. Our guest today is Jeremy Creason, and he was there for all of it. He's the chief of the fire department and local EMS, and he joins me on this episode of Pick Up the Six podcast. Chief Jeremy Creason, welcome to Pick Up the Six podcast.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Um, You know, just taking a look at what has been uh, an incredible month, uh, incredible in, in coming off of tragic events there in the Mayfield, Kentucky community. And we're also coming off of having just wrapped an episode with Stan Hayes of Operation Barbecue Relief, who has been part of the the post efforts uh, for what were just uh, a very tough day and then followed by obviously tough days since then, since uh, tragedy hits as a deadly tornado rips through uh, that part of the country, multiple states, but really uh, a big focus of it there in your community. And so first and foremost, just, how are you doing chief in these last few weeks and last month since then and then we'll talk about what that day was like and what the effort's been like but sir how how, how have you been
1: well um you know <clears throat> the first the first uh 14 15 days uh you know it, you just uh just running on um uh, I've, I've told several people prayer and coffee uh, mm-hmm. you know um and and <clears throat> You, you just have no idea uh, until you go through an experience like this um, just, just how large um, the, 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 the scope of the project is, the, the scale of the community needs. Um, you know, it, it really doesn't matter how much preparing you do. I don't think anybody's ever really fully prepared to take on a disaster, um, uh, of this, of this magnitude. Uh, so, so, you know, now that we're, we're past the emergency res- <laughs> response phase and more into the recovery phase, uh, you know, I, I'm getting, I'm getting a little more sleep, <laughs> a little more sleep at night. Yeah. Um, and, um, and we're, we're really just trying to dial in on the planning aspect of this. Uh, so we, you know, we want, we want our community, um, at when we rebuild to be better than it was on December 10th. Uh, we don't want to rebuild, uh, to the same standards. We don't want to rebuild to lesser standards as we rebuild, we want to rebuild in a way that that sets our community up for success for the next hundred years. So that's a, that's a completely different uh, uh, level of stress, you know, to to have to deal with.
0: Yeah. I can only imagine. And, and and having to make that incredibly hard pivot from recovery to now thinking ahead to the future. That's a hard thing to do for you, sir. I mean, chief is, is this your hometown? You know, did you grow Uh, up there, you know, and what's that impact been like?
1: Uh yeah, you know, I've I've li- I'm 40 years old and I have lived in Mayfield, Kentucky my my entire life uh other than a, a few years uh living in Lexington going to school. Um mm-hmm. you know, I- I've been a lifelong resident of this city um, uh, of this county and um it you know, when you live in a city of 10,000 people, you live in a county of 40,000 people. Uh you know, you know a lot of people. Um And when you work in public safety and and with local government, you meet a lot of people, you make a lot of contacts. So um, it's it's been really hard. You know, the 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 city that I I grew up, um, I I don't the the city I grew up in. I don't recognize anymore Uh, the the streets that I I rode bicycles down and um, the the restaurants that I've grown up eating at all those um all those places or a lot of those places are are just gone. And, and so that that hurts um, it has been uh, uh, extremely challenging uh, at the most difficult work of my life but at, but uh, pr- arguably the most rewarding work of my life for the last uh, I guess 28 days now, um, mm. helping the people of our community uh, in 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 whatever, um manner that might be, uh so you know it, it's um it's it, it's it's been tough I, yeah. I'll just tell you and, yeah. and just watching watching my uh, neighbors um and friends uh struggle um it, it's it's been tough to see
0: yeah we're gonna share some examples of how you've seen your community help each other, how folks from not just in that community but from around the country really have come in to pick up the six before we do that. And we don't have to spend a lot of time on it because guys, you can go back and watch videos and, and read stories, but can you take me back into December the 10th and, and just the way things unfold. And at what point you guys like, this is going to be something big.
1: Okay. Well, um, you know, I, I'll just tell you, I, I'll take you back to about 11 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. on December 10th. Um, I was driving through, uh, the city of Mayfield and, um, uh, I just listening to weather reports, we had been watching, you know, tracking this storm system, um, and it, it, something just hit me and, and, and I, I, I just had this feeling that I needed to call in a few extra bodies to be there to help for the night, just in case, hmm. uh, that's, that's typically something I don't do. Uh, and, 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 I'll tell you, you know, I, I'm 100% confident, uh, that, that, that God spoke to me and, 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 and was telling me, you know, to be prepared. And, and so, um, you know, we, we called in, uh, a couple of extra people to be on shift that night. Um, uh, my, my daughter had a, a basketball game in in Paducah, which is about 30 miles north of Mayfield. Um, they actually moved that ball game from 7. PM up to 5. PM, uh, because of the risk of the storms. So, um, I went, I watched her play ball. Um, I, after the game, I, I, I told my wife, get me back to Mayfield. Um, you know, we, I, I want to be there just in case. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we we had some extra staffing at the fire department that night. Uh, we do fire and EMS, uh, at the Mayfield fire department. So, uh, uh, I was at, uh, station one, which is, uh, uh, yeah, our, our main, our main station in the downtown area. And, um, we, as, um, as the night kind of progressed, we were watching the news. Uh, we saw that the storm was tracking towards us and, uh, uh, as, as it got a little bit closer, uh, one, of, one of my firefighters and I, we stepped outside and uh, just kind of looked back uh, to the southwest, the direction the storm was coming from. And uh, we, could, we could hear the, the roar. Uh, you, you hear it on TV and hear people say it sounds like a freight train coming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's, exactly, that's exactly what we heard. And uh, um, as it got closer, uh, we started having some hail couple of big flashes of lightning um and one of the flashes we could actually see the 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 size of the funnel cloud um when when we saw that uh we immediately uh I, i said get inside you know we ran in we got we got all of our staff uh we we got in the middle of the building kind of in our locker room area that's uh um uh just you know the safest place of our building and uh And then, uh, not long after that, uh, that's when, uh, the, the storm hit us. Um, and I'll tell you, it was, it was the scariest 30 to 40 seconds of my life. Uh, um, the, uh, when, when the first window, um, broke, um, the, the entire building pressurized and, uh, you know, everybody, everybody said, you know, their, their ears popped, Mm. um, and then, uh, kind of all at once, every other window, um, went, uh, uh, it kind of, it was more like an explosion. And from, and from that point on, uh, you know, one of my, one of my lieutenants said it best. He said, it's kind of like being in a blender, um, just furniture, uh, paper, glass, debris, um, just, you know, Air, just things flying up and down the hall through the building um it, it ripped the roof off of our main station uh we had about a 100 foot radio tower out back that it that it took down um it just uh i mean the we have probably 14 to 16 inch brick walls uh on the interior of the building and and i had my hand on one and you could feel those those that brick wall shaking through mm-hmm. this um, and, uh, and then just as quickly as it hit, it, it was gone. Um, and so the, uh, and our, our generators, uh, thank God had, uh, uh, survived the tornado. It, it came on automatically. So we had power restored, uh, and immediately, um, dispatch started, um, uh, paging out emergency calls, um. And so, you know, it, we had the the candle factory on the west side of town, uh, with that, you know, that had a a lot of um injuries, a lot of um a lot of victims out there. Uh and then it just the the path of the storm, we just had nine one one calls all throughout. Mm. Um yeah. And uh just nonstop,
0: know, we, right? I mean just const- oh, yeah. constantly it was
1: nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Uh the dispatch. Uh they received more calls, I believe, in in a in a four-hour period than they do normally in a month. Yeah. Um it, it was just non-stop. And um so uh we had somebody start uh communicating with dispatch and then um we went out into the bay uh to start uh trying to get ambulances and our, and our fire apparatus uh on the roads. And the, our our steel roll up doors were were caved in to the point where we couldn't get the doors up. So uh, my my response vehicle is a, I drive in a Ford F250. Um, we went out uh, to where I park and and I have no idea how because uh, I I park right beside that radio tower that that was brought down. Uh, but my truck was sitting there with still on all four tires. Uh, so I jump in my truck and we took a tow strap and we had to rip those roll up doors off of our, our building wow. uh, with my truck just so we could get our ambulances out on the road. Um, and, you know, the the city was dark. There was debris everywhere. Uh, we uh, we we had power. So, um, you know, um, we were the only light in the city at that point so um that that's where people started walking towards uh mm-hmm. people started coming to us and and within a matter of minutes we had we had hundreds of people coming into the fire station and uh, we were you know kind of set up a triage center right there mm-hmm. um so we had people going out on foot where we couldn't get an ambulance we had people um, giving medical aid inside the station uh, we had our staff substations were responding to the the candle factory and other parts of town um yeah it, it was just a it, it was a, a scene of such chaos that you know I, I don't know if a if a movie director could could come up with a scene uh any i don't, I don't know i guess any more violent than, than mm. what we dealt with that night
0: you, you um you know i've I'm sort of just listening along as you go and And unfortunately, I am able to picture some of that in my mind because you've painted such an incredible picture of it. You're a firefighter, right? Like you're ready to fight. You guys, you fight fires, you save people. But in those seconds, really, and it probably felt like an eternity, the seconds that the tornado actually hits, right? The windows are busted. The air's being sucked out of the building. The roof's being ripped off. How long did that last, but how long did it feel like it lasted? it
1: It was the longest 30 to 40 seconds mm. of my life. Uh, I, I'll say that um, i I can remember um, some about half of my employees were were behind me in the locker room and then two or three had taken shelter in an office uh, right across the hallway from us and, and I kind of positioned myself to where I could see both sets of employees. Um, and, and, and I, I I can remember, you know, the, the look on, on in their eyes as as they looked up at me. Um, I can only imagine what, what, what I look like to them, but I, these are men that I've worked with for, you know, 13, 13 or 14 years and we've been through a lot together and, and seen a lot and, and faced, you know, we in, in fire and EMS, you know, you deal with death and, and destruction and vehicle accidents and fire, you know, we, we deal with that every day, but the, the look of fear and uncertainty was, uh, I'll never forget. Um, mm. it, it was just, uh, it, it was su- such a uh, it was it, it for it's a it's a life changing experience sure. To, sure. to go through something that um, was just that powerful.
0: At, at what point does the do the looks of fear and uncertainty turn to looks of determination and training? And, you know, I liken it to uh, on our very first episode of our show, almost a year ago, Commander Kirk Lippold talks me through the moments in which the USS Cole was attacked. And and these are two separately different events. But there is similarity in this incredibly tragic act happens. Their ship was attacked. Your town was attacked by a tornado. And 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 then there's the sort of the moment of quiet right after it happens. Right. And everyone's shocked stunned, fearful and uncertain. Do you remember the point in which their faces and I'm assuming they did changed to determination and training? It,
1: it was, it was almost immediate. Hmm. Uh, as soon as we felt, uh, the tornado had, had moved past us. Uh, I just, I did a quick check. Is everybody okay? Yeah, we're okay. Um, the, the tone started going off. Um, I went in. Uh, I answered dispatch. I, I let them know that uh, that we, we at station one had taken a direct hit. Uh, I immediately you know we, we dispatched out our substations. Um, and, and I just told dispatch we have to do an assessment of the building. Uh, we'll be responding as quickly as we can and and just immediately my my officers went to work uh and you know there 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 was never um there was never a time of panic uh it, it, you I mean you said it uh it, it was determination uh and it was what what do we have to do to get out and help our our community and and do the job that we're paid to do by our community and, and so um and, and we had to make choices and decisions that night that, uh, you know, like I said early on, you know, there, there's no disaster planning that prepares you for, uh, e- every piece of your city infrastructure being destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, we were helped by, um, by, by our community, uh, within, within minutes of the, uh, the response, uh, of the tornado i'm sorry um, there were two two tractors pulled up um uh, one of our local farmers uh, as soon as it passed through he got he got in his tractor um came to town he he gets to the station and says chief what do you need mm. and i said i need a path cleared uh to get ambulances ambulances and fire trucks to these people and he said uh i'll take care of it And uh, and and we saw things like that all night long Uh, as as we had, like I was telling you, hundreds of people coming to Station One because we're the only light in the city. um, We we very quickly realized, number one, we needed a shelter for uh, for people and and we needed uh, a way to transport people to the hospital, Uh, not you know more than just with the seven ambulances i have in my fleet so i made phone calls to my local school district within within an hour they had school buses up there and we were transporting you know 40 and 50 people uh, at a time to to the hospital or to to temporary shelters um so you know the um very quickly the training uh and the the, the determination it, it kicked in and and it was from the top from the top down. Uh, I couldn't be more proud to serve with, uh, the 44 people that, you know, I get the pleasure to supervise every day.
0: Yeah. 10,000 people in the town, 40,000 across the County storm and this tragic event, notwithstanding what's Mayfield Kentucky like.
1: Well, um, about, about, well, Graves County, we're in the far, far Western portion of Kentucky uh, you'll see uh, if you look at us on a map, where it's just a big rectangle. Uh, I believe by size, we're the fourth largest county in in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Uh, about 557 square miles. Uh, the city of Mayfield is um, right in the center of that. Uh, we um, uh, it's a uh, very much a, a rural community. Uh, I believe somewhere around seventy-five to eighty percent of the of the land in Graves County is agriculture. Uh, so, um, farming, uh, hunting, fishing—you know, outdoors—that uh, that's kind of a way of life down here. Um, we um, we we love our high school football. Uh, if you if you look up Mayfield, Kentucky, uh, you you you'll probably see a lot about our, our, our football tradition in the state of Kentucky. Uh, actually, I think one of the top, top five winningest programs in, in the nation, um, you know, that people take a lot of pride in that. Um, but most, it's a very resilient community. Uh, we, we take care of each other. We take care of ourselves. Um, we, uh, it's, it's a pretty quiet community. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of just what you would imagine rural America being like, uh, uh, I, I can't imagine being anywhere else. Um, so it, it's, it's been a great place for me to grow up and live my whole life. Um, <clears throat> I have three daughters of my own and I, I wouldn't want to raise them anywhere else. Um, but, but you know, that, that's just a little bit about us. Um, uh, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's just a great place to a great place to grow up and live.
0: Yeah. It's incredible. Thanks for sharing uh, with us a little bit about it. Uh, and you talked about, you know, we take care of each other. Uh, and that clearly kicks in uh, as within minutes, you know, folks are flocking towards uh, towards towards station one. One, because you got power, you got the light uh, and they need help, but they're also there to help. Uh, so yes, share with me just a little bit about the the moments and the days after and just, you know, all of a sudden you, you also, I mean, you got news crews showing up. You got folks like our friends at Operation Barbecue Relief that are coming in and do everything they can to help. And, and, and I'm guessing the prayers at the beginning are a lot of just take care of everybody. Uh, and, and so just tell me, just I don't know, just, just tell me a little bit about what, what you saw, the people you saw, the, the grace of God that you saw in, in the days to follow.
1: Oh, absolutely and and, the, and that is um without question um it, it it is by the grace of god that we are where we are uh right now um the 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 first the first uh, 5 days afterwards um you know it, it's like getting punched in the uh jaw by mike tyson you know you're just stunned Um, you know, you're, you're just doing what you have to do to get by. Uh, and then, but you know, at the same time, uh, in, in my position, our, our, our local government, uh, we have, we're starting to are immediately, you know, what are the, what are the, the needs of the people of our community? Mm -hmm. Um, where, where are these people going to, uh, sleep tonight? Where are they going to get their next meal? Um, where, where are they going to get clothes, uh, to where, tomorrow. Uh, because for a lot of people, uh, literally, what where they used to live is now just a concrete slab. Um, not only is their house destroyed, but everything's gone. Uh, uh, and so, you know, those were our initial concerns. How, how do we help um, the people of our community survive? Uh, because that's really where, where it was. I mean, for, for some reason, it was 70 degrees, uh, that day, uh, you know, during those few days after the tornado, very uncharacteristic of, of Kentucky. Um, today it's about 12 degrees in Kentucky, Mm -hmm. uh, and we've got four inches of snow, um, which is much more characteristic of, 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 of a West Kentucky winter. So, um, but you know, we had, we had heavy rains, we had high winds, we had, uh, you know, there, there were so many challenges. So we, it was a rush, uh, to set up, um, shelters for people. Uh, we had people coming in, like you mentioned, the uh, uh was operation barbecue, um, the groups like that, uh, Samaritan's purse, mm-hmm. eight days of hope. Uh, there, there was a, a group from the Catholic church. I know they came in and, uh, one of the groups I met with through them, they, they were dealing with uh, people who might need insulin or, and they had meals prepared for, for diabetic uh, uh, people with, with diabetic uh, diabetes and has special dietary needs. Um, We had um, just within, within days, uh, just clothing coming in. And, and so it, it was great getting all that help, but logistically, You know, we had to we had to very quickly get that under control and set up warehousing and and points of distribution across the community so that so that we had a way to manage um, not only the goods coming in, but getting them efficiently and effectively out to the people that needed them. Uh, And and so all those things, um, you know, that that takes manpower Uh, when you live in a small community in in a rural county uh we don't have big governments here you know um i'm the fire chief for the city i'm the county-wide ems director and i also supervise code enforcement for the city of mayfield so in in a bigger city that's three different jobs that that would go to three different people
0: you probably Um, also sit on boards coach sports uh, do, Absolutely. Do all these other things too, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I I I'm a board member at my local hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm right. a um, you know, I there there there's a lot of different hats that a lot mm-hmm. of people wear. Yeah. Um and, and so you have to you have to learn to kind of flex and expand right now and 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 trust um trust the people that work under you hope, you know, and let them pick up some of the the slack and, and give them some expanded responsibility. But it's, um, it's, it it has been just such a blessing uh, in the wake of such a tragedy Mm to, to see the, just the outpouring of love and and support that, that we've, that we've received from, from all over the the nation. Uh, It's just been unreal.
0: Yeah. Guys, that's the, that's the America we know and love. You know, you flip on the national news and unfortunately we're just living in a day and age where you you don't feel like you get much of that. You get a lot of division and just, you know, attempts by a lot of people, I think to sort of tear us apart. The America that we know and love is, is happening in the eye of, of, of good things happening, but also in the eye of challenges in the eye of disaster and what happens in this community but the good is what rises to the top. And, and what we know, too, and, and Jeremy, I know you probably agree with me is, as a believer, is tr- tragedy is, is as old as time. It always will be. It'll always be there. Right. Events right. like this have always happened and they, and they always will. And I think they're there to, to test our resolve and to see how we answer and to bring out the, the good light. Let me ask you this. You said, you know, you, you didn't recognize it. right? The town you grew up in, your hometown, you didn't recognize it. What have you started to recognize again? What have you seen over the last few weeks that, that that's bringing this community back?
1: Well, you, I, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back to something you just said. Is that Please.
0: okay? Absolutely, absolutely, my
1: friend. So, so, so something you just said. And, you know, I, I I said the exact same thing to my wife uh, very early on, and I said the same thing to my pastor. As a a lot of times you can you can go home in the evenings and turn on the news, uh, and, and within very quickly within just a few minutes you can start to lose faith in in the world in mm-hmm. humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know you 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 hear people say, well, this is now a, a godless country, and and that's absolutely not true. Um, and 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 the the response we've received uh, in, in, in Mayfield from, from people from all over the, the world, uh, it, that's absolutely not true. Um, the, pe- uh, you know, people, there, there are a lot of good people in this world. Um, you know, um, one, one guy in particular, I I'm not going to say, say any names, but, um, I, I was going through my department mail one day, um, I and there, I, I open it up, there's a letter, um, this gentleman, he's never been to Mayfield, Kentucky in his life. Uh, he said that he, he had watched me do an interview with, with Lester Holt. And he said that the, the condition of Mayfield, Kentucky reminded him of like the artillery shellings that he had taken in World War II. Mm. And, and it just, he said it, it just touched his heart and he wanted to do something to, to help. And, and, and with that letter, there's a, a, a personal check for $10,000 uh, made out to the city of Mayfield and the Mayfield Fire Department uh, for us to use to help in the rebuilding process or, or to buy equipment. You know, and, and like I said, this is, a, this is a man who's never never been to, to, uh, to Kentucky or, or even or especially not Mayfield. But just out of the goodness of his heart, uh, you know, something, something in him said, I'll, you know, I want to help these people. And so that, that has done so much to, I guess, just restore my faith in, in, in in humanity. Um, So I I don't, you, you said that and it it just struck me that I've had that exact same conversation um, that the, the world is not the way it's portrayed uh, on the news most days.
0: Yeah, that's right it's it's challenging man you know it really is and and as you're living through this, you know i i can i i know it is hard to make peace with the idea that these things like tornadoes like hurricanes like death and destruction they just they have always happened um and, and i think the question is how how do we respond and and you guys have have been tossed into the fray on that. What, what is it? What, what, wh- where are we at now, right? What is life like now? Where, where are we in the process? You still have a long road ahead, but 28 days removed from that day. Where are we today?
1: Well, so we are, uh, we, we are very much in the recovery phase at this point. So we are, we are in the middle of debris cleanup. Uh, the Army Corps of Engineers is, uh, working every day at uh, getting debris uh, out, out of our community uh, that that's a big step in the healing process um, the every day you see the destruction um, it, it's it's a little depressing but the, yeah. the parts of town where we see uh, th- they're still vacant lots where buildings used to be but they're vacant lots that are now prepped and ready for rebuild so that that's a huge step as we slowly work our way through the community to get get the debris out of the way, so so that homeowner or that business owner can say, okay, I'm ready to rebuild now. Um, and so we're we're working on that. We are working from a, a government standpoint on um, you know between state resources and federal resources. What what type of incentives or grants can we provide uh to people uh to help help them through the process from a housing standpoint we want we we want houses to come back better we we want to be prepared for the next 50 to, to 100 years so you know we're we're looking at ways um to 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 flip the the property ownership spectrum a little bit uh Mayfield in the past has been a very heavy landlord tenant uh rental property uh more than half of the, the properties in Mayfield were were rental. Well we we want to to change that and and get it to 70 80% home ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh so you know and for a lot of people that that's that's the way they build wealth uh, over their life is is in their home, the equity they have in their home. And so when when you grow up and live in a in a in a community where you're forced to rent you you never get that opportunity to build that equity so we want to change that um and so we're we're looking at ways for you know government assistance on on rebuilding our neighborhoods how how to you know do how do we uh maybe look at buying uh property from landlords uh and then selling it to uh People who want to build homes, um, mm. uh, you know, uh, completely changing the landscape, uh, of, of Mayfield, uh, uh, our downtown district, our courthouse area, uh, all of our local infrastructure, you know, I, I'm going to have to rebuild a fire station. Um, that, the, the, station I was working out of, it was, uh, 50 years old, uh, I want to design a fire station that's going to be uh, relevant for the next 50 years. Um, you know, all of those things, uh, we're, we're, we're starting to come together. Now we're forming groups and committees, uh, with a, a wide range of people from all over the, the city of Mayfield, uh, different walks of life, different races, different, you know, uh, different backgrounds coming together and, um, uh, looking at Mayfield almost like a blank canvas Mm -hmm. and saying, what do we want our city to look like next year? What do we want it to look like five years from now? And what do we want it to look like 10 years from now and beyond? So that that's where we are now. Uh, It's, it's a very, it's tough uh, because there's, there's still a lot of question marks, but we're getting the people together and we're getting, And The wheels are starting to turn in that planning phase, which is also very exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. He's chief Jeremy Creason, uh, fire chief, uh, head of EMS uh, of Mayfield, Kentucky, who on December 10th just hit with incredible tragedy in the form of deadly tornadoes that ripped across multiple states. But really just a huge impact in in his hometown and, and where he's from. Jeremy, I'm going to end with this. And, and I, I, you know, just, I just feel kind of moved uh, and and called through our conversations. Isaiah 6, 8, where it says that I heard a voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here I am. Send me. Uh, and I think about uh, you guys listening and, and whether you believe in God, a, a higher power, uh, something that moves the universe. You have no doubt seen or heard countless stories on this podcast or seen in your life. moments where someone something is asking you to go and to do something. And are you ready? Are you ready to say here I am, send me the the folks in your community did that on that day and the days to follow. And I'm just so grateful for you sharing that story with us and and taking time to do it. We don't take for granted what it means for you to have to dig back through that um, and and talk about uh, a tragedy, but then also be able to shed the light of just the amazing goodness that's happened since it. So I just thank you for that.
1: Well, absolutely. And, and just to echo, you know, something else that you said earlier, um, you know, my, my daughters asked me, uh, I've got a 14 year old, a 12 year old and a six year old daughter. Uh, one of them asked me, he said, dad, why did, why did God let this happen? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I had to sit down with her and, and explain to her, you know, I was you know, we, you study the Bible every day, uh, nowhere in there does it guarantee uh, good times, you know, uh, every day of your life. Uh, we're all going to be, uh, dealt, um, uh, a bad hand every once in a while, and we're going to face our fair share of, of tragedy. And, and it's, it's up to us to, uh, you know, cling, cling to him when, um, uh, when times are bad and then praise him when the times are good. Right. And, um, and so that's, uh, you know, that that's how I try to live my life. That's that's what we're trying to do right now. Every day is we, you know, uh, we we've we've seen some of the darkest days in our community, but the the Lord's pulling us through it mm-hmm. uh, one day at a time.
0: Amen, my friend. It's up to us to turn suffering into hope. Um, yes, sir. And, and that's how we that's how that's how your community is doing that. I, I'm so Grateful for you, uh, and we will continue to pray for you, pull for you, and guys and gals listening uh, will do the same. And and guys, there's got to be GoFundmes out there in ways that you can financially help support their community as well. So I encourage you to go look for those and and find ways. Boy, the story of that World War II veteran man who sends you just a, a letter out of the blue and a check like that—that's incredible, man. I'm, I'm not surprised. Oh, I'm not surprised to hear you tell it to me. But it's still, I mean, it got me, it got me choked up a little bit while you were telling me that. It's just amazing the way people pull uh, in like that.
1: I, I sat at my desk and and cried like yeah. a child. Yeah, you know, as I read that.
0: Yeah, I hear you, man. I, I am incredible. right now. So. I know it's amazing. He is uh, Chief Jeremy Creason, Chief there in Mayfield, Kentucky. It's been a, a trying month, and and look, there'll be challenges and frustration points ahead, but we know the God will help deliver you through these these challenging days. And again, we're just grateful and thankful for you taking a few times to to share your story with our listeners today.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me. God bless you. And uh, um, thank, thank you for taking time to, to put out the story of, of Mayfield, Kentucky.
0: we Will do. Let's talk again in a few months. Let's get back together and, and check in and, and see how you guys are doing at that point.
1: Absolutely. I'd love to.
0: He's Chief Jeremy Creason of Mayfield, Kentucky. I'm Brian Jodis, and this has been Pick Up the Six Podcast.